Hello, my name is Chris Thurston, and this is part three of the Creighton Crowbar Dungeons & Dragons Christmas Special. Yesterday, our heroes formed an avian crime squad, by which I mean that they managed to commit about as many crimes as they were tasked with solving, as they investigated the fate of Bundva's beloved Chegg. Now, Eretrix confronts Bundva in his laboratory, as Lazarm and Ralph tangle with the alchemist's mysterious household guard. Welcome to C&C... D and D. And he shouts, what is the meaning of this? Uh, <laughs> As you land in front of him, Eratrix, what do you say? Uh, oh God, I have not thought this <laughs> Um Your machine's evil. Um, uh, and then I kick it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Roll a perception check. Okay, do a few things at once. Roll a persuasion check. Okay. One. (laughs) No, it isn't! He shouts. Roll a strength check. Okay. Oh, hang on. 13. Plus your strength modifier. Plus minus one. So 12. Okay, your talent just prangs into the nearest part of this surprisingly sturdy device. And you've just, it's more like you've just kicked it like a toddler. <laughs> like, I, like I hate this. But I don't, I have slashing damage with my. Does it, you still got to beat its AC. Feet. Oh, well. I. You scratched it a bit. Right. You scuffed it. <laughs> well, okay, so I hold up a bag. And say, this is your friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> John. Hell of a persuasion check again. Um, well, you got a one on the previous one. So <laughs> what, what are you worse. doing? <laughs> trying to persuade him. Like this, maybe he likes his friend, Al John. <laughs> I would be sorry about it. Cause like, you know, I, we know. You remember the plan, though. You remember that I was disguised as El John. Oh, yeah. It's too late for that now. Um, So, having to scratch... He went the way of the Chegg. So, hang on. So, so he turns red-faced, furious. um, So done with this, because you did get a one on that first persuasion Mm. check. He goes, my work is my life. How dare you? You hold the bag up and proclaim, here's your friend. <laughs> I want you to roll another persuasion check with disadvantage from the previous one. Disadvantage? Seven. And okay. And 11. What, so you take the seven. What's your modifier on wisdom? Two. Okay. So nine. He says, what do you mean, my friend? You kill, you kill somebody? What's in that bag? No, look, it's like what happened with the check. So what do you do? That's what I say. <laughs> what, what do you mean? What happened with? Wasn't the Chegg? His name was Chegg. <laughs> okay, but he was also the Chegg. Anyway, sit down. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well. Kick the machine again. Why would him sitting down have helped? 
I thought that he wouldn't have advantage if he was <laughs> <laughs> No, it's more that you had disadvantage from the fact that you're just so spectacularly... You just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so, uh, the thing, it happened again. The turning to ash. Hmm. It happened again, and I watched it happen, and it happened to Aljon, your friend... Your actual You're lying. friend. You're lying. We'll test it. Do you a know. test. You have a lab. Do a test. We tested everything. I tested everything. We were so sure. No. No, it's impossible. Did you test the check dust? There wasn't any. You blew it away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sore point. <laughs> Look, but your machine is doing evil things. It's it, it must be stopped. I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it over. <laughs> Strength check. <laughs> Um, you Minus put, one. You, Seventeen! <laughs> you push one of the uh, glass chambers and, um, like, the, the like, dome of the glass chamber comes free and just <coughs> plonks to the ground. It's like reinforced glass, so it just it doesn't smash, it just goes, clunk, and just starts to roll slowly across the room. No, you have to listen! <laughs> um, I've made my point. <laughs> meanwhile, as, as this is happening... He does have the benefit of Bunva not showing up to what's happening in the other half of the building. <laughs> As Ralph, it's your turn. Right, we're still beating up this armour thing. I mean, if we are just running, do we need to kill it? Not necessarily. I'm sort of in favour of just leaving. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all commotion upstairs. Yeah. You've, you've heard the sound of breaking this? glass. Okay. We've heard, have we heard like a heavy glass thing hitting the floor and shouting in the okay. distance. So we have a fairly good idea of who's yeah. the cause of that. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't known them long, but... Yeah, let's get out of here. Um, do we want to run up and join in with Eretrix, or do we want to run down and flee? Uh, you take the lead, and I'll okay. catch up with you. <laughs> I don't want to make decisions. Um, you know what? I think we should run up. Hmm. Uh, I guess this guy's going to follow us, though, isn't he? But at least there'll be three of us to fight him. True. Yeah, that's... Okay, so I'd like to <laughs> run upstairs. Do, actually, does that route take me past the guy I'm fighting? No. You didn't okay, go into the room, did no, you? No, you didn't. I will do that then. Okay, so you run towards the laboratory. Yep. Um, Actually, you know, this is not going to help your case, because I am still <laughs> still look like the guy. <laughs> so you run into we'll, we'll the room. Yeah. You run into the room yeah. looking exactly like Aljon, <laughs> followed by Lazam. <laughs> and in the distance, you can hear the clanking sound of this armoured figure dragging itself. It must be rolling his eyes. <laughs> dragging itself closer. Uh, you all burst into this scene. Uh, I'm going to suspend the turn base for a moment because obviously you've got, you've got a little bit of time. I don't know that Aljon is dead. No, you don't. <laughs> what, do you, what do you say as you burst into the room, Ralph, Raljon? <laughs> <laughs> well how do you like that Bunver turns around and goes oh thank god you're here oh these these people they're up to something you know I thought they'd nothing to do with Chegg but now I'm not so sure he's not the guy he's not Aljon <laughs> Okay, roll of persuasion. <laughs> Eight. He goes, yes, he is. I, <laughs> no, no. Look, you could hear his marvellous oh, voice. I even not- sound like him by accident. I'd like to um, simultaneously uh, cough and say in uh, Aracochran, 
<laughs> okay. I'm Basically, gonna, pssst. I'm going to make you speak as a bird in Jan- in Al John's voice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, wait, I wanted it to be subtle. I was trying to... <laughs> It's a bit late for that. I mean, should I roll for that, or should you just judge the um, voice? So, oh God, I'm going to make make a stealth check with your wisdom modifier. Okay, that's nineteen. Oh God! Well, so you managed. So you, you realised over the time that you spent with Aljon that his his mannerisms, particularly when flustered, his kind of repeti- repetitive kind of like, uh, but uh, uh, could easily be used to disguise a short message in Eric Ockering. <laughs> What is uh, that message? Okay. Yeah, it's basically just like shh, keep stum. No, no, no! <laughs> Al John exploded the way the check did. I say in Arabic. <laughs> you have to stop being him. We have to get him to stop the machine. Stop talking at my friend. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, I dispel the uh, the illusion. End the disguise. <laughs> Bunver just staggers back, <laughs> like falls to the ground, like <laughs> See Murder I bellows <laughs> No no so if I was right about that, everything else I said is true. <laughs> you killed Al John No, no, he's just in my bag <laughs> Roll a persuasion check with disadvantage. Oh, God Twenty With disadvantage? Six. Okay. <laughs> you've killed, you've chopped him up and I fixed him once already. How could you do this again? Well, you didn't fix him. I did. No, I he saved, turned to dust. I saved both of them. When, so, no, the Chegg was first. Aljon was second. Who was third? They came in together. It was a miracle. Who was third? We can find them and then just wait it out. And then you'll see. He still doesn't believe that you didn't kill Aljon. Interesting. Interesting. Um, <laughs> and you haven't shown him what's in this bag yet, because you're just holding a sack and saying, I've got your friend. But it's even <laughs> I'll, I'll open the bag then. You okay. pour... Okay. I'll, I'll, you pour silvery ash. I bury my beak in my way. <laughs> <laughs> you pour what remains of... Sticks. <laughs> I'll onto the floor. Um, uh, you see... Did you um, envision it going this way? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, you see, um, uh, 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 Bunva waves his hand and mutters like an incantation and says, No, I can't, it can't be, it can't be, it can't be. One of you did this, this is your sorcery. Look, do you think we're genuinely competent enough to have done this? I think you're mad. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Look, Bunva, when I was pretending to be your friend... <laughs> it was pure. You virtually admitted to me there are problems with the machine that you're trying to iron out. This is it. Did he? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> persuasion check, but... Yeah, just do persuasion check, persuasion check. Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe I just need to stop. <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you what, actually, I will give you advantage on that roll, because that is evidence. Like, okay. One. <laughs> <laughs> Any better? <laughs> I just say I accidentally say it in Al John's voice. Yeah. <laughs> it says, "How dare you? 
how dare you? How dare you come here in the wearing the face of my friend? Oh, John, he's dead. Because as far as I know, because of <laughs> Listen, we've got nothing. Well, the I'm, armored guards yeah. drags itself into the room, still Who's pulling that? one leg. Uh, he used to be an armor guard, then he took an arrow to the knee. It's on me? Yeah. Oh. Eight. Uh, uh, wait, wait. Eight plus uh, two. So ten. Um, from the, uh, you notice that it isn't bleeding. That's all you notice. Um, it's not bleeding. You say. Um, <laughs> it's not so, <laughs> <laughs> um, Is Aljon just like in a pile of dust on the floor now? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna draw my bow and train it on the um, the armored figure and shout to Bunda, call I'm, it off. Yeah. He says, "Why should I? You killed my friend. You come here flaunting it. You broke my window. You hurt my. You've hurt my guard. All that is true. <laughs> <laughs> you killed Aljon. No, some that of part- them isn't true. <laughs> no, that part is not true. The rest wait, is- wait. If he thinks it's true." We could do it to you. We could do it to you if you don't call it off. This is a threat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. All right. Um, I'm going to ask you to do a persuasion. There's an intimidation skill. Oh, yeah, ask you, do intimidation. Do an intimidation check. Oh, sorry. Three. <laughs> Plus four. Plus one. He sort of dusts himself off as he gets to his feet and says, literally dusting himself off because he's a little bit covered in Aljon, <laughs> and says... I think we both know that is the case. Uh, guard sees them. The guard has stood in the doorway and sort of takes a, st- a heavy step forwards. So I could try and charm him. Uh, the problem is that's a he gets a wisdom saving throw, and I expect this guy's quite wise. <laughs> we'll find you out. could try animal handling because he might be part cat. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, actually, I don't know. The charming really helps us that much because. Mm. Um, uh, it's just the one guard, right? We could fight that. But, okay, we could try attacking the machine properly, because if it's just... I'm scared of your strategy, <laughs> because I think if you destroy it, all the people who were made by it fall apart. And that apple orange in my stomach. <laughs> we'll I mean... poop that out eventually. <laughs> I guess I can't. I'm not like you, I don't poop every, <laughs> every opportunity. <laughs> If everyone's going to turn to dust anyway, um, I guess, like, do we think the machine will, could be used to fix those people? Probably not. Maybe I, maybe I will try charming him because he's probably the only one who can. Like, yeah. once he admits that it's gone wrong, he might be able to if, uh, if, fix it. But yeah, the other idea is good as well. If we threaten the machine, then he might call the guard off. True. Um, well, Pip's already threatened the machine quite a lot. It didn't seem to stop him. <laughs> to be fair... Uh, uh, there was a certain amount of uh, slightly inopportune <laughs> rolling, <laughs> that one. so I don't think he views me as a legitimate threat. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll try. I'll try charm person. Okay. Um, so he has to pass a wisdom saving throw. Is that right? Uh, yes. Do I need to do something? No. Okay. He just has to pass the saving throw. I believe. Uh, oh. Um, oh, he has to. So yeah. What is your spell? Um, what is your? Um, Spell save thing. It should be on the second sheet. It's on the second page of your stuff above your spells. I think there is a a thing with numbers on it. Dungeons and Dragons. Not that one. Is it that one? This one. Uh, 
spell attack bonus? Uh, sure, it's off charisma, right? Are their spell save DC? Right. Those are the numbers. Spell attack bonus. I think this is a spell attack, so it's plus four. So what's your charisma plus four? My charisma is uh, 14. Okay, yeah. So you uh, cast that spell. Now, less subtly than the first time you cast a spell, there's a ruffle of feathers and a word. And (laughs) the anger just, like, fades a little bit. And he says, he, he doesn't smile, but he says, look, Ralph, call off your friends. You seem, you seem reasonable to me. <laughs> Bear in mind, so when you're charmed, they like you. Yeah. They don't like everybody. <laughs> What's not to like? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say, um, call off your guard. Uh, he gives a little wave and the armor figure just stops where it's standing. Bunver, your machine is failing. People are disintegrating. You need to fix this if you possibly can. He says, I didn't want to face it, but maybe if this truly is John, he stoops and, uh, takes a, a, a a uh, sort of fingerful of the ash and kind of yeah. goodbye, old friend. <laughs> and then he just sort of mutters to himself, "Poor Janal." Ah. Uh-huh. And then, um, he uh, he says, "This issue, it may be an issue with the source." What's the source? He's ch- what, can you read me the description of a charmed person? I just wanted to see what where, what would make someone act out of their own self-interest. Um, uh, let's see. The charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. Okay. He says... It lasts for an hour. You know, um, he actually walks over to you specifically, Ralph, and whispers this to you as you can choose to share the information, but you get the impression that he's sort of taking you aside, right? Like he says, between you and me... That thing, and he gestures up at the orrery above the kind of distillation system above the uh, machine. The Aurora stuff, that's that's not it. Through slightly gritted, guilty-sounding teeth. That's not what powers it? You know. Yeah, no, it isn't. What powers it? Well, so, you know how... it, it it's, it's clever, I think... The, the fluid drips and it crystallizes and I make my orbs. It does look like it's coming from above, yes? Mm-hmm. It's actually mm, sort of a... Uh, it gives like a little pointy gesture like, well, uh, it's more like from uh, below. How far below? Uh, about uh, 250 feet below us. You're going to spell it out for me. What is it? <laughs> I found a little bit of time ago, quite a long time ago, actually, uh, a a fabulous opportunity. Something died here. Something magical. Something no one has seen in the world for a long time. A elder dragon. And not just any a dragon from the plane of entropic chaos. 
Its skull exists still beneath us. And its brain within that skull is a marvel. Its brain itself exists here in our world, but elsewhere too. And it leaks and it drips. And they knew it. The goblins knew it. They felt a little bit of its power. And you think that the... But I have siphoned it. The elder dragon from the Chaos Realm might be unsafe in some way? I I put this work into stabilizing it. The goblins, they did something with it, but it wasn't a lot. They, they daubed it on themselves, made paintings out of its blood, used it to protect them from the dangers of the wastes. I made a deal. He sort of smiles like, I made a deal. I said I could improve it, but I took it, made it my own. Now I can channel it, distill it, make it safe, and use it to create miracles, true miracles, like my poor Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you didn't seem so choked up about that when I was pretending to be your friend. Uh, It's clearly not working. Look, I'm a fan of your work. You've done amazing things, but uh, it is not stable enough. Is there any way to reverse what you've done to these people? Reverse it? No, God, no. Uh, Can you stop them turning into dust? (laughs) The goblin might know. So the goblins have something from the dragon's skull brain thing? They worshipped it. I thought them fools. They sang to it pranced around it, rubbed up against it, daubed themselves in its drippings. (laughs) Filthy creatures. I thought that they... I thought it was merely ritual. They protested. They said it was necessary for the beast. But... No longer. You wouldn't find them now. They're not the Goblin Marsh? The what? <laughs> the Goblin Marsh? <laughs> How do you know its name? Uh, I don't recall. <laughs> and he sort of catches himself like he's just been caught in something and then sort of goes, oh, no, no, that, mm, mm. Hmm. What's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> You're in luck, Lazam. It involves goblins. <laughs> well, bless this day. <laughs> Uh, all right, Bunva, we need to fix this. Tell us where or who the Goblin Marsh is. It was their king. These were its lands. But I made a deal. I have the paperwork. <laughs> it's my land now. I believe it left. I believe it left this place in disgrace after what happened. You'd have to ask a goblin. <laughs> All right, so that... Uh, I summarize <laughs> the information <laughs> to the others. Sure. Uh, and it seems like we're going to need someone, if only someone in this party had goblin tracking. Well, guys, <laughs> you'll never guess. I know a thing or two about the old goblinoids. <laughs> Hmm, maybe we can leave and try and pick up the trace of the uh, goblin party that we uh, encountered on the way to this town. 
Yep, sounds good. What should we do with Bunda? Uh, nothing. <laughs> hmm. Well, we can't kill him. <laughs> well, we can, but I don't we see why. We could. Is the machine still operational? Oh, God, what do you want to combine him with? An orange. <laughs> <laughs> For orange. <laughs> A fund of orange. He says, what are you talking about? <laughs> are we selling us an arrow Cochrane? <laughs> I don't know, although I suppose that would just leave the original him as well. I think we're, so we're going to need him. Work. I think we'll find out stuff from the goblins, but he's going to have to modify the machine or something. I just him to be personally invested in our success. <laughs> <laughs> and as a borange, it would be. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Well, you know, because then he'll have a real sort of mortal danger that will... One advantage of doing that is that there would then be a word that rhymes with orange. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So we we will need him in in orange form, in orange form. (laughs) He might not be able to cure the townspeople, which is kind of what would be nice to happen, wouldn't it? Sure. Yeah, I think by the time we get back, enough people will have turned to dust that he will see the light and be willing to help. He'll be invested in uh, success. Fine. Fine. (laughs) We are criminals, by the way. (laughs) Just to raise this again, we've committed quite a few crimes. So I think just going back to the inn is probably going to be quite difficult. We might have to just, like, actually leave. Fair. In that case, maybe uh, could he give us any uh, provisions or sort of help for the journey? He says, I will I'll, uh, take this. And he, he, he sort of scoops up some papers, maps and things from his mm. his uh, desk. I'll have those. <laughs> um, and we don't need snacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he uh, fills a bag with a plunges. <laughs> Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> and, True riches. And gives them to you and says, just be careful and it is not to be trusted. All right. What isn't? <laughs> the Goblin Marsh, I think. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the map. Um, so actually, as you receive the map, uh, Lazam, do a, uh, a investigation check on them. That's 14. Uh, investigation is uh, int. So that's plus 2. So I've 16. Okay. So you get this map. He's given it to you quite quickly. Um, and you realise that this is actually a bit like the the one in the hallway on the way in. Uh, a map of the region showing Greyhome, the tower, the mountains, and the Goblin Marsh. However, you realise you're not sure if he meant to give you this version of the map. Hmm. Um it's pretty old. Um, this may even be one of those documents that Councillor Skane was trying to get access to. And you, it takes you, initially you just look over and it's exactly the same. Like exactly the same. Hmm. Um, except you realise that um, where Greyhome is, it says the domain of Bundva, which is a you know, presumably like a legal distinction. And then north of that it says the Goblin Marsh. But it doesn't say the Goblin Marsh. There's one thing that's different about this document. It says the Goblin, comma, Marsh. Interesting. Guys, we've got a grammar situation here. Need <laughs> <laughs> to call on some experts. <laughs> what could it mean? Or some grammar drams. <laughs> you said, written, that's not a word. <laughs> Bellows the ghost of Alger. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> this is probably where we need to go. I say pointing yep. at the map, indicating the difference changes. Mm. Okay. The three of you make your way out of Bundva's tower in the company of the alchemist, who's still charmed for the time being. And as such, he sticks closely to Ralph as you make your way down that stair and out to the corridor. As you go, however, he turns back and looks at Eratrix and says, Did he... Did he seem to suffer at the end? I wasn't looking, (laughs) to be honest. Oh, oh. But talk to the guy who's part cat. Oh. uh, Oh, no, he's fine. Oh, hang on, what? Uh, He has just said the name of the man. Oh, what's his name? Jamnix. He thinks for a moment and goes, Ah, oh, I I worry for him. I worry for all of them. Forget about it, Bunda. It's Czech Town. (laughs) (laughs) My name's uh, Bundva, by the way. Oh, I don't care. (laughs) I mean, excuse me. (laughs) There's an awkward silence falls upon the party as you walk down the stairs. As you get closer to the front entrance, however, um, you can hear a clamour, a clamoration, a a word that I've... A synonym for the word that I'm avoiding saying. Um, Outside. And you get to the door and push it open and you can see that uh, a frightened looking crowd has formed at the base of Bandva's tower. They see you emerge and sort of start back. You hear a voice go, it's there, it's the pigeon one! (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, but the rest of the crowd seems equally startled, if not even less intelligible. Um... You walk out with Bunva, obviously. He's with you. And he sort of looks at you as if for reassurance. Uh, a woman steps forward, dwarf. You recognise her as the bartender of the idle thumb and says, Bunva, what's happening? What's happening? My uncle's got gone. Bunva says, Be calm. Calm, calm yourself, everybody. Please, please calm. No, no. Is it, is it the killer? He says, he looks at you, Ralph. <laughs> oh, God. And says, we are looking for the person responsible for this. <laughs> and the dwarf woman backs off a bit and says, yes, but Bunva, that's definitely not how I sounded in this previous episode. Yeah, but Bumba, what? What does that mean? You can't... Is that going to save us? Is finding whoever's doing this going to save us? And Bumba replies. He puts his hand out and says, Fanavir, I hope so. What are you guys doing? Uh, I... I enough talk. <laughs> We should uh, we should get on with things so as to help that I say. <laughs> <laughs> Bunva says, yes. My friends, he's addressing the crowd. These strangers, these outsiders, strangers they may be to look upon. There is this, the, hey. the <laughs> fan of here, the bartender goes, hang on, I thought you knew him. Uh, yeah, no, we go way back. Uh, he just, he thinks I'm strange. It's goes, all fine. Fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> he says, he says, they, 
could not have arrived at a more opportune time. They are going to venture out to the goblin marsh and there's a ripple of, oh, <laughs> to, to find someone who can bring an end to this, to find the one responsible. And he's sort of stumbling a bit for his words because he's trying to formulate a lie on the fly. <laughs> I'm, I say, that is all technically true. <laughs> <laughs> and they seem implicated by this. They say, what can we do? What can we do? And he says, no, just go home to your families. And uh, who among you came to the town in, in the very earliest days that we were here? And you see a few hands shoot up. And he says, if you'd like to stay here, <laughs> that's that's fine too. <laughs> What's your plan? So we do have a map now that shows where um, the Goblin Comma Marsh is. Yes, we do indeed. Um, how far is it? Is it walking distance? So looking at the map, the map, the map shows you what essentially is like two pieces of land, one of which kind of begins at the point where Greyholm ends. Hmm. And that is the, mar- the the area of land. It is smaller than the territory known on the larger map as the Goblin Marsh. But it seems to be that it actually the placement of the text matters mm. and that it is referring to a slightly more focused area called the Goblin, comma, Marsh. Well, uh, it looks like it's walking distance then, isn't it? If it ends where Greyhound. Cool. It starts where Greyhound ends. So, I mean, uh, I guess. Who will the- indeed replies Bunver. Well, I, I think we should set out as soon as possible. Um, I'd l- like to rest because I was punched extremely hard by <laughs> a metal man. Uh, but I think we don't have time. I think we have to press on as soon as possible and try and find a cure for these people. Andra, do you have any nap juice or anything? <laughs> like Nap juice? Well, I mean, given that you're a wizard of some kind, probably, uh, do you have like a sort of sleep recovery... Look, man, he just needs his magic bits back and his health. Oh, oh, like, uh, you mean for your friend? Yeah. The stone boy? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and me also. <laughs> My spell slots are used up. Why not? <sighs> I'm fine, by the way. <laughs> uh, Maybe a health potion of some kind? <laughs> he says... I- you know, such a terrestrial thing. I don't know if I actually have anything like that. A healing app orange? I mean, you could... I, you could enjoy a... A mang lemon? <laughs> I don't think you're taking this seriously. <laughs> he says, I'm sure you could... Uh, you could enjoy an applause that make me feel better. Look, it's not that bad, is it? Uh, some pain. <laughs> some pain. Although uh, I... I, I can cure wounds myself, actually, if we need to do it on the fly. Yeah, you've also got time to take a short rest as well. Okay. Which is the thing. Um, like, that's, you know... We can recharge before heading on. Long rest is eight hours. Short rest is, like, mm. you know, spending an hour sat down. What does a short rest do for us? So it allows you to expend your hit die to replenish health points. Your hit die are each of you, so it's equal to your level and a certain kind of dice, and for each of you, it's a D8. So you have that many dice available, and you recover half of them when you take a long rest. So you, But you can choose to expend them all in a short rest. So you can take a short rest to roll D8 twice and get that mental health back. 
But it doesn't do anything for spell slots. No, long rest for spell slots only. Shall can I? I have proficiency in religion. Okay. Can I pray that he gets his spell slots <laughs> back? Um. Okay. Roll the. Who are you praying to? Uh, Are you uh, out of spell slots? Anyone who's listening. I don't need. I mean, I've got one fog left, and I've got two. So, jaws. in my experience, prayer has to be directed. Damn it! I have no spell slots, but I'm also not hurt. I could pray to myself, given that I started my own religion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just roll a d twenty. <laughs> oh no! Eight. Yeah, nothing happens. <laughs> you don't heal yourself. You may not even exist. Oh. Wait, no, it would be eight plus three, religion. Yeah, nothing happens. Eleven. No. That's more than ten. It is. It's more than half. It's not the DC I set on this in my brain. So I think we should take a short rest and I, I can replenish my hit points that way. And then that way when we run into trouble, be in a better shape. Or we can press on. Up to you. Who, <laughs> who will really die if we take a long rest? <laughs> Like, yeah. I think I asked Bumba that. Like, in, in, if we were to delay eight hours on this trip... <laughs> how, uh, how many people would that... Well, he says, he thinks about this for a moment. He's still charmed for the time being. Uh, he says... Because uh, maybe you charmed him, like, what, 15 minutes ago? Mm. Okay, so you have 45 minutes left on the spell-ish. Um, he says, well, I healed Al John. He was the first... Uh, uh, let, let's say... Uh, uh, sapient creature that we performed on I performed on Chegg was the first living thing before that various fruit mostly (laughs) some inanimate object but there was there was about a a year between Chegg and Aljon and Janal that but it's only been a day Hmm. Okay. So how long between Janal and the next one you did? Well, we did a... There were maybe half a dozen in the year that followed. Some of them are still mm. around, I think. Many people <laughs> left the town. Find mm-hmm. their fortunes elsewhere with the gifts that we had given them. Can you use charm to make him jump up and down? <laughs> <laughs> Does, he just regards you as friendly. You can ask it's, him. It's a friendly acquaintance. Can you ask a friendly acquaintance to jump up and down? Oh, uh, so it's not like just mind control. Simon says um, you have wings. You could grab him and flap up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what you're trying to accomplish, I guess. I don't think I just want to milk with him because if we don't have time for a long rest, we could at least just do something fun to make ourselves feel better. <laughs> I didn't want a long rest to feel better. I wanted Laughter to spell something. Laughter is back. the best medicine, Ralph. <laughs> Alright, I actually um I can still do like minor magic tricks and I can throw rocks really hard without getting my spell slots back. So if you guys can do the heavy lifting on the uh, abilities front, then we can do without a long rest. If it's literally gonna kill like six people yeah. <laughs> if we take one. Oh. I'd worry I'd worry about that, I think. In that case, shall we just get going? Let's press on. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> are you going to take that short rest or are you going to keep going? Well, we should take a short rest if that's like okay. actually available yeah. to us, right? Yeah. Um, you enjoy uh, a tasty a plunge uh, as a few worried people filter about in the lower floor of Bunvers Tower. Uh, you manage to rest, so it's up to you. I think, Tom, it's just your hit die, right? Yep. So, so D8? Yep. 
Uh, I've rolled a three. And then you can roll it again if you like, and that expends all your hit die. Rolled a five. So you get eight back. Yeah, that's called back up to full health. Okay, great. Um, but yeah, you, you'll only get one hit die back on one long rest. So okay. it takes a couple of days of rest to get back up to full. That's probably worth it. And then you choose to set out. You leave. There's still kind of, uh, a, the town is in a state of disarray. There are people milling in the streets around the idle thumb. Um, sort of people rushing to and fro, looking worried. I was about to say looking ashen faced, but not in that way. Um, <laughs> There's a general sense of, of panic that's set in as you make your way through the streets. You're heading this time to the North Gate, which leads out to the Goblin Marsh. As you head that way, uh, you turn a corner and you see a rather uh, a sad sight. You see Douglas, the giant boar, and he is sort of sadly pouring with a trotter at a small pile of ash that has a wide-brimmed hat. Resting on top of it. Hmm. No. Aww. Can we steal this pig? Is that something you'd like to do? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I wonder if I can charm it or make an animal handling check for me. Yeah, that's on wisdom. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> you just roll a d hundred. Um, that's 12, and animal handling is a specialty of mine, so I've got advantage. And- okay, so roll again. At 20. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Uh, so you walk over to Douglas, the, the mighty boar, and you put a hand on his wiry, furry back, and he's still pouring at the remains of what was clearly Janal. And he remembers you. He remembers that you were nice to him in the winter cave, during the prologue <laughs> to this adventure. I'll make friends with Douglas. Yeah. Um, and he sort of sniffs at you. And you're still wearing uh, Janal's hat that you bought from him. And he sort of gives you a look like, you're my best friend now. <laughs> Got us uh, a giant boar, everyone. It's going to help with the goblin stuff. I know my, I know my way around uh, some goblins. They don't cool. like giant boars. What would you like? How, in which way you, what, so Douglas just begins to follow you. Yeah, I, um, I proffer him a, offer him a, uh, a lovely plorange. <laughs> and a plonge. And a plonge. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, A plorange would be a plum and an orange. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. And um, see if he likes it. He sniffs it and then munches on it uh, happily. Good. And then uh, I will... You've now run out of the plonges. Oh, is that my last yeah, one? I just gave it to a boar. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know the beautiful taste of the flange. <laughs> I won't. Okay, so uh, I'd hope that perhaps Douglas follows his new hat-brimmed master. Okay, brimmed yeah, he, he, he follow, happily trails after you. Uh, on, the, on the walk to the gate, though, you realise something rather sad. Like, having just fed this chimeric fruit, it reminds you that Douglas himself is... Indeed. A so, boar combined with a boar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boar to the power of boar <laughs> he is he's boar squared but if we fix this quick enough you can, can hope save Douglas that's maybe Douglas can help us fix it quicker by taking us there true fact can we all ride on Douglas well we can fly <laughs> that's true, true. there fast. is space <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good point also. I like this there's a conversation that actually does happen <laughs> you guys fly I will ride Douglas okay okay, okay. if you'll let me um, the guards open the gates for you uh, as you as you emerge the two Aracocra uh, take a run and a leap and take to the sky, Baka! sailing over the wall. 
uh there's a sort of like a kind of muffled cheer goes up as you leave to save the town. Like not, and not like, <laughs> they're, not, God. they're not mega into it, but you know, and obviously terrible things are happening, but there's a kind of like, Hey, <laughs> so yeah, I, I've, um, and you thunder through the gate of Douglas. <laughs> I uh, lift my hat and give it a flourish to the crowd as, uh, Douglas majestically stumbles. <laughs> Is that Janelle? You hear someone say, <laughs> no, <laughs> I always liked him. Janelle's dead. Oh, <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> and, um, so yes, you, you leave the gate immediately after you get outside the gate. However, you guys in the air would see this as well. The, the pathway, the road, uh, dips sharply down as the road leads out into this, uh, pretty vast and unforgiving looking landscape. There's a, a mountain road that trails down to the valley floor, a kind of rocky wilderness. Um, to your right is a, a dense forest to your left, the rocky wilderness itself, However, thanks to the information Bunva gave you and the map, you know that it's likely in that rocky wilderness, um, sort of almost curves back towards the town from this mountain pass that you're likely to find the place you need. How do you want to approach this? We should start tracking goblins, maybe? Yeah, I'll certainly be looking out for signs of goblin trails okay. or tracks as, as we're... Uh, give me a perception roll. Give me one of them good perception rolls. 20. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> um, Sam is on it. So you, you feel like you've been cooped up in the city for a couple of days. Mm. Like this has not been your terrain until now. And indeed the entire surface world is not really your terrain, but out here on Douglas's back, you actually feel like you found your kind of, you're in, now it's your element, you know, mm. the warlock and the monk have, have done their strange business in some cases, very literally. <laughs> but um, but this is your time to shine. And you get the scent of it in the air. That hated foe, a goblin. And you realise what you're smelling is actually a band of goblins moving west to east from the flatland to the forest. And you realise, no, that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for an older scent. And you scent it. You feel it in your in your deep gnome bones, the deepest gnome <laughs> bones there are. Um, an older trail leading off to the west. But you realise as you kind of take in the landscape that this rocky environment uh, is full of, of, of the signs of life and passage. And so you will need to be cautious as you proceed. Mm, interesting. So the Aracocra are circling above, I assume, mm. so there's no way for me to communicate this yet, but uh, I'll kind of gesture in the direction with my hat and hope that they, they both <laughs> see that I want to indicate to go in that direction. Okay, yeah, what are you two doing? Uh, that seems like our only real, not option, but I mean, it seems like there's no reason to not do that. <laughs> that hasn't stopped you in the past. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess um, I would probably be trying to keep an eye out for things on the ground that might be threats to um, okay. your man, Lazar. Give me one of them perception rolls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> That's also Four. not a Four? Yeah. You sure? Well, you did roll a bit. Ten. Okay. All right. <laughs> plus uh, anything? Plus two. two. Okay. 
um, you look down at the landscape and, and you sort of realize, uh, Lazam is, is guiding Douglas, his steed, through a kind of, uh, a, a landscape of little gullies and rocky outcroppings. Mm-hmm. And you can see this, your vision is obscured by the shadows of these outcroppings, but as he moves, you keep feeling like you're seeing movement, but your eyes can't trace it. Okay. Well, shit. <laughs> what would you like to do, Ralph? Uh, can I also do a perception check? Mm-hmm. Um, if that's what Ralph is doing. Yeah, I think I, I would also be looking out for um, uh, just seeing what the path ahead holds. <laughs> I forgot. I need to go on paper. That was also a non-result. That's a two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm even flying. <laughs> you can see You're... my butt. <laughs> As they try to crane around to get a better look, uh, Eratrix just is, he keeps flying in your way. <laughs> like they're Dang. kind of gliding back and forth beneath you, like really having a good old peer. But all you see is their back. <laughs> How's the view? <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> so on the back of um, Douglas, I'm going to ready my bow and arrow just in case any trouble happens and I'm going to keep a wary eye out on okay. like some gullies. You're kind of moving through a shadowed area, mm. stone on either side. I'm going to ask you to do another perception check. 14, but that's going plus, to be... Uh, do you have advantage on perception? I should do, actually. It's going to be plus two. Uh, so that's fourteen, sixteen. Okay, um, you pass a rocky outcropping that, and you would recognise this shape. Looks exactly like a goblin. <laughs> Good. I'm going to. As, do I know if the goblin spotted me, or is he lying in wait? To, can I? It's tell just what's stood there. Huh. Okay, I'm going to ride up and train my bow on the goblin. Then okay. I'm going to shout a question. In goblin tongue, which I know from my many... What is the question? To say, where is your master in these lands? Um, you get no response, and instead you approach this thing. It does look eerily like a goblin, hmm. but it's just staring at you out of open eyes. It, you, as you get closer, uh, it looks... And, it, you know, you, you mistook it for a rocky outcropping at first, and that's because it looks like stone. Mm. Uh, it just, it could be a, 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 a statue, like an eerily accurate statue. Mm. You know what to do with those. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a poke. <laughs> it's solid stone. Okay. Oh. Right. Not quite the same as the, uh, okay. the um, village problem. All right. Now, give me a perception check. That's um, eight, but it's got advantage, so I'll be roll. And that's a six, but eight plus two is good ten. Okay. Um, you, the, the, do you have hairs on the back of your neck? You're a little stone man. I don't know if that, how that's... <laughs> some equivalent, I imagine. Some sort of skin tingle. Um, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. You can feel the bristles on Douglas's back bristle <laughs> additionally. <laughs> And you hear behind you a hiss. Oh no. Okay, I'm can we see anything from up? No. Um, you can see, uh, give me that one of those perception checks because you're still in flight. 12 plus, plus 3. Yes, you see, let's have stop and look at this strange rock thing. And then you see, 
Did you just roll a one? <laughs> I won't even ask to roll. Eritrix. Critical failed at nothing. <laughs> Eritrix has seen a bee. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't really there. Oh. Um, and I know I can tell you what that's going to result in. Uh, you see a kind of grey, faintly kind of avian shape mm. emerge from the shadows behind behind Lazam. I think I say <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> to alert. You spin. I spin Douglas around, still on his back with yeah. the, and uh, try and get a bead on whatever it is. And you stare yeah. into the green eyes of a cockatrice. No. Uh, it's one of them things so, that turns things into stone, right? <laughs> okay, you're gonna is. roll some initiative, but you are you're gonna roll initiative with disadvantage, Eritrix. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Four. 18. 14, so 4. Uh, what do you, you, you add to that? 3. So 7. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot to add mine. Uh, plus 3, so I'm 21. Mine is 16 plus 2, which is 18. Nice. So it got a nat 20. Shit. Wow. So only just did you edge ahead to that. Uh, what did you get, uh, Ralph, sorry? Uh, 16 plus 2. 18. I can do maths. Okay, <clears throat> you've turned. This thing is facing you, maybe 10, 15 feet away. Mm. Leathery skin, frilly face, scary claws, s- nasty beak, spooky eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, beast? Perky comb. Perky. You would describe it as perky. <laughs> uh, at the top of the dial is Lazam, the deep gnome ranger. Lazam, the deep gnome ranger, will attempt to shoot the cockatrice in the eye. Nice. Wow. Give me one of those rolls. 16 plus 5. Wow, that'll, that's 21. 21, and do I get a damage roll? Um, you very much do. <laughs> Excellent. So that's going to do d8 plus 3 piercing damage, which is going to be 4 plus 3, 7. 7 points of damage. 7 points of damage. Uh, your arrow kind of flies true and hits, uh, hits the cockatrice in, in the flank, and it hisses louder there's an element of kind of a guttural kind of like ah! <laughs> which these people would not understand the language hmm. um, does Douglas get to do anything uh, that's a good point actually I hadn't rolled him in I will do so in just mm. a second how much health you regained all six didn't you uh, yeah back up to 20 cool let me just roll in that pig are you still riding Douglas aren't you still riding him okay so I don't know if he's going to act autonomously or uh, I don't think he will act autonomously unless he's on his own uh, does that make sense he's, he's physically present mm. but it's actually how you use him <laughs> he's there the uh, cockatrice closes the dif- distance hmm. and leaps at you. Claws bad. Oof. That's a, a 19. Yep, that goes past my leather armor. 15 armor class. Okay. You take... Where's, where's my d4? Which one even is a d4? Is that a d4? How does that work? Pyramid. Pyramid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. So you take uh, four... Piercing damage. Okay. Because its claw digs into you. Actually, I'll tell you what. I'll let you, given that you're on Douglas, I think the best way to do this, I maybe should have given it disadvantage, but what I will do is I'll give you a chance to make a dexterity saving throw. Sure. In which case it will hit Douglas instead. Okay. Oops. <laughs> oh my God. Hit the floor instead. That's I didn't say a... dexterity throw a dice at, at somebody. Thank you very much. Right, here comes the check. Rolled a six. But uh, it's dexterity, so it's with three, so nine. Uh, so in, uh, a nine, that's not going to do it. 
So, yes, you do get hit. You take four points of piercing damage as its talon digs through your leather armor. Uh, You must now take a constitution saving throw. Ooh. Seven. Plus. Plus two. You feel something kind of like a sort of strange feeling. You get the initial shock of pain as it digs in with its talon. And then you start to feel like nothing at all from the area around the wound. Um, And even though you are a creature of the stone, you start to feel that part of your body where the wound was struck sort of tighten and grow. Uh, There's literally no word for this. This isn't going to be funny. Get firmer. (laughs) Uh, Nothing's going to happen immediately, but that's bad news. That is bad news. Um, and so how much damage did you take again? It's four. Right? I took four, I'm down 16. Next in the order is Ralph. Okay, I think I'm going to do my magic stone slingy thing. Mm-hmm. So you're still flying in the air, you'll need to do a move to get closer. But that's fine. That's yes. how that works. And you get like 50 feet of flying movement, right? Yeah, and I want to keep my range, keep my distance as much as, you know, stay within my range but not get too close. Mm. 12 plus, plus eight. 8. Okay. So, is and that's how much damage from the magic uh, stone? We'll use whatever's on the magic stone. 1d6. Okay, so just roll the d6 for me. The sling is actually better. The sling is 1d4 plus 2. Should I do that instead? I'll tell you what. Okay, this is a weird interaction. I'll just let you add the plus 2. So it becomes 1d6 plus 2. Okay. If that's wrong. In fact, no, that's what it says on the spell, so good. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's factored that in somehow. One. (laughs) So three. So you swoop in. uh, As you do, you draw a pebble from your pouch enchant it with a word it begins to softly kind of uh what happens what does your magic look like um it says it involves both speech and action so i think i would probably wave a a hand over it and say like super rock (laughs) (laughs) in aracochran or to be honest Um, (laughs) and then yeah put it in the sling and sling it uh it catches the cockatrice across the face and it kind of scowls at you menacingly uh next in the order is eritrix yo uh i'm going in <laughs> wings holding close you have a flying movement of what like oh. 60 feet at this point because you're a monk as well probably yeah yes unarmed movement plus 10 feet i don't know if that counts in the sky probably i'm fine anyway so uh i am just going to fly at it really with my talons out and go really fast and just essentially bullet into it so you're going for an unarmed strike with your talons so i am doing a sort of dive bomb feet first thing um and then i you know there's a few things that then would kick in yeah yeah okay so in that case the first thing is going to be a uh attack roll using your decks so nine nine total yeah that first one doesn't land you go in and the the beast kind of uh springs away hissing okay well fine uh, in for a penny. Um, I can I dive after it, or does that not? So you can, as a monk, you can. I think you can spend a key point. Yeah, I can spend a key point to make two on our. Is it key or chi? A uh, chi key. Well, I'm going to spend one of those to chi key. 
make <laughs> two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. Okay, that's fine. So yeah, you've expended one of the, those points now, so roll that first one. So it's a d20, it's the same set of modifiers. 19. That'll do it. So your damage is actually better because you're an Aarakocra, right? So it's going to be 1d4 mm-hmm. plus your dex modifier. So 1. So that's 4 points of damage. Plus 3. Yeah, so that's 4 points of damage. And then I do that again. Yep. Yeah. You've, so you've come in, you've missed with the first strike, you've slashed back out of it with your talons, mm. landed, and then you go for your second um, highly trained martial arts attack. So I've done four points of damage. You have, though, right? yeah. Cool. Two. Right, well... The second one swings past. This is a slippery beast. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a match for you. You look it in the eyes and a note of respect passes between you. Why do I dust... look it in the eyes? <laughs> is that not really dangerous? It's more of about the, the bite and the claw of the cockatrice is a dangerous thing. Mm. Um, oh, I've got... Yeah. Because it's the basilisk is the other one, yeah. isn't it? Imagine, like, a, the dust kind of kicks up between you as it leaps back. <laughs> from Lazam and Douglas. Uh, imagine, if you will, a big versus sign appears. <laughs> bird monk versus bad bird. <laughs> uh, we now go to... It could be Douglas's turn, but um, I, given that you're on him, he just sort of waits for instruction. But that's going to be something you're going to have to give him right on your turn. It is now your turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Uh, if I could take an action to jump off Douglas's back mm-hmm. um, and indicate that he strike, for, strike forward to try and trample the cockatrice. Give me a little uh, animal handling check there. Yeah. That's uh, 10, and it's going to be... you got advantage, right? Uh, I do have advantage. It's going to be... I've rolled two there, but I've got plus two, so it's going to be 12. Okay. Um, Douglas, a beast of peace, starts to kind of like saunter forwards in a kind of like maybe I should charge sort of way but it seems a little bit nervous we'll find out what happens on his turn hmm. that was your movement and interaction you can take an action if you want uh, so I will uh, attempt to shoot the cockatrice again okay so give me one of them d20s is a dexterity check yep. oh, it's on the uh, plus 5 oh I rolled 19 so that's going to be 24 yep. yep that'll do it so roll damage for your ranged attack it's going to be uh, 1d8 plus 3 piercing I've rolled 7 that's 10 damage Christ so the cockatrice sort of seems to back off, distracted by uh, first Eretrix and then Douglas. Um, you leap off, kind of spur Douglas on his way, and then um, draw a bow. And this one strikes true, sticks into the chest of the cockatrice and doesn't come back out. The beast leaps backwards, hissing, blood dripping from the wound. Got me into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next in the order is the cockatrice which is going to sprint at... Oh, hang on. So, also, I need to make a constitution saving throw for me. Let's do it. Roll a 20. Bloody hell. Wow. So your your deep gnome body <laughs> um, begins to resist the effect of the cockatrice's poison. It uh, You feel that wound, it, it hurts where it struck you, but the wound starts to grow sort of supple again. Um, more like the stony flesh you know rather than the stony flesh you really don't want. <laughs> and you are fine. Um, the cockatrice, however, will charge at this uh, this new foe, this Aracocra that had the temerity to strike it. Oh, that's me. It is. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to charge in, and it's going to do a, f- yeah, a 14 versus your AC. Uh, 15. Damn. It leaps forward. 
and then in lands your face. Sh- not quite. It lands short. Now engaged with you in close combat, Ralph. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep my distance and keep doing the really weak sling. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I rolled a seven plus eight plus yeah. Is it plus eight? That seems so much. That's that's well. To be fair, should it just be plus four? Maybe it doesn't make a difference in this case actually on the number okay. one. So that's uh, fine. Anyway. So yeah, do that damage. Uh, it does work. Yes, you, you hit. Um, okay, so d six plus two, three plus two. So um, this cockatrice leaps at. Um, Eratrix lands short, hisses angrily, still dripping blood, stumbles slightly, and then it just gets brained from the side of its head by a glowing magic rock. <laughs> um, and it just spins and with a sickening crack just collapses to the ground. Wow. Nicely done. I didn't expect that to work. <laughs> you saw flying, aren't you? Yeah. Douglas sort of stops mid half charge, sort of uh, like kind of getting the impression that he's glad he didn't have to do it. Mm. <laughs> Is it dead? Yes. Cool. <laughs> I'm assuming its blood is like maybe poisonous or whatever. Mm. So I would like to empty out my water skin and fill it with the the poison. Blimey. So give me a, a, a nature check. Oh no, survival check. Give me a survival check. Okay. Uh, I have advantage on that. So, oh, eight, nine, whatever. 19. Yeah, you, you get a full water skin of cockatrice blood. You no longer have any water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you no. Thirsty enough, you're drinking that. Wrong, because I have holy water. Can't <laughs> <laughs> drink that. <laughs> what, you Given that you only believe in yourself, what is holy water? I bath water. <laughs> 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 Can I dip my arrows in cockatrice blood? Um, give me, give me a nature, give me a survival check. Survival check coming right up. What do we believe cockatrice blood does? I've got a badge on that. Let's keep one on the floor. Twenty. Twenty. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, you managed to coat uh, three arrows in cockatrice blood. Excellent. You don't know what that'll do. But it might seems nasty. Yeah. Um, what's the state of my wound? Is that going to be a, a continuing? It's problem? you have so you know obviously out of character check you're fine. Good. You had to pass um, if you failed the first uh, Constitution saving throw. You had to pass again at the end of your next turn, mm. which you did. Yeah. Good. That's close call. Cool. Uh, well, a job well done. <laughs> Well done, everyone. <laughs> I call out from above. Did it have any money? <laughs> no. <laughs> it doesn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a check. Shall we... I guess we'll press on at this point. Maybe. We're in cockatrice yep. country. I would prefer to be in the sky. <laughs> Reasonable. I'm going to get back onto Douglas. Flap, and, flap, flap. Uh, yeah, you move on your way, cautiously making your way across the rocky lowland. You see, as you go, more of those statues that look like goblins. Uh, you realize you know what to look for now. Mm. <laughs> so there's like an element of like, huh. Um, all of these, they all look terrified and you now realize why. Um, but nonetheless, you don't encounter any more trouble as you cross. Your path has taken you down that steep hillside away from the town and then out onto the lowland, but you're sort of curved back a- around towards the sort of the mountainside that Greyhome sits on. And I'm going to ask you to take a uh, nature check there for me, Lazam. 
rolled a 16, and I've got a modifier okay. on nature of oh, its intelligence. Plus two. It's also an advantage, so it might roll higher. Uh, roll 16 again. So it's amazing. <laughs> As you move across the lowland, you start to see a small sort of trickling stream hmm. um, kind of at your feet. You follow it. It leads directly to the mountainside. You get closer, and you reach a kind of an area where the ground starts to slope upwards again. The two Aracocra following and there in the mountainside is a cave entrance that this stream is draining out of from its position. And the, the scent that you've been following on that Nat 20 goblin detector, <laughs> you feel like you've found your destination. I'm going to take my hat off and flap it at the Aracocra to signal that they come down. What does that signal mean? <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> You realise you could have shouted. (laughs) I was trying not to alert the goblins that are probably in this cave. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I'm going to ask you to do a little stealth check for me there with disadvantage. (laughs) Uh, So I've rolled a two there. And I've rolled an 11, so it's going to be the two. That's extremely obvious, but luckily luckily nothing happens. Yeah. Um, it'd be plus something. It was extremely obvious. Yes. Luckily nothing happened. Okay, good, good, good. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, so I take it the two of you land? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Aeratrix? Yeah, why not? Okay. I'm going to land in such a way that I kick one of the stone goblins in the head. <laughs> uh, give me a strength. <laughs> sure. It's 15. Plus... No, as in it was minus one. So okay, 16. fifteen. Um, yeah, you you land talon first on there on a, on a, the only sort of remaining stone goblin anyone can see, and it just snaps off at the knees and just comes down to the yeah. ground with you. You almost surf it into the dirt. <laughs> if it was sure ever showed that already dead goblin. <laughs> yeah, if it was ever possible to save these things, this one doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we weren't trying to save them, were we? <laughs> well, not anymore. Lazan <laughs> nods in approval. <laughs> well, we should probably be getting on. Okay, so um, I'm going to start to move into the cave, but I'm going to bring to bear all of my goblin hunting expertise to see uh, if there's any signs of traps or any signs of... Okay, uh, give me uh, an stuff. investigation check. Uh, With advantage, because of your... Uh, so investigation is intelligence, so that was a roll of 18... Overall 18 there. So that's 21 total. So you can see that the pattern of this, um, the pattern of the tracks is such that the vast majority of the goblin um, musk and uh, track work that you are detecting, uh, not track work, they're not tanks, (laughs) (laughs) tire treads lead out of the cave and away into the wilderness. Hmm. There are, uh, however, sort of uh, fresher tracks that seem to come out and then back in again of a lone hmm. creature. Uh, you are, you do not, uh, from that first look inside the cave with your dark vision as well. So you can see, you don't get a sense that there are really any traps that you can see. It feels like a natural cave formation at the moment. Cool. Is it larger for Douglas to come in? Um, it would be cramped for him. Hmm. I'm going to leave him at the entrance to guard the entrance. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to suggest that we move in stealthily. I'm not going in there. I'm going in. Uh, I will come in and I'd like to do an arcana check, see if I can pick up any magic stuff going on. Okay, uh, do that arcana check first. I have advantage on this. So, six 
And 16. 16 plus 3. You can feel a sort of familiar transmutation magic emanating from deeper in the cave. Hmm. Perhaps a similar thing to what Bumbo was doing. Hmm. Interesting. Well, so hang on. What's the thing that, that we need to do for Aracocra in, in confined space? So when you enter in a confined space, do a wisdom saving throw. Okay. And then if you fail it, you become frightened, which just puts oh. you at a disadvantage. Interesting. Should I do that now? Um, have you entered the cave? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll make you do it as you progress inwards because you still, because okay. it needs to be when you can't see open sky, you're just in the entrance right. at the moment. Mm. Oh, okay, in that case, I'll come in a bit. Okay. <laughs> I feel right at home. Yeah, you feel lovely, better, if anything. Lovely to be in Worst. the caves. Yeah, you, um, you press in. So you can see in the dark, Lazan. Okay. The rest of you, the, the two of you, it gets pretty dark pretty quickly as you, as you come in. I have torches. Would you like to light one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you strike up a torch and the torch light, you know, your dark vision has a moment to adjust to it mm-hmm. as you can now, you know, it's almost, you wish they hadn't done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking away some of the, uh, the kind of beautiful darkness. Well, maybe darkness. it's pretty um, dank. I suggest that I scout ahead perhaps. Yeah. Out of range of the torch light and then I can, but if I was to signal back, how would I do that without noisily alerting? Everyone? Just wave your hat. <laughs> Set your hat on fire and how, throw it back how, to us. It's a dark cave ahead of you. Mm, I can see in the dark, but... Uh, you could just come back if you see you. That's a good point. Um, you know goblins. Can they see in the dark? Do I know that they know <laughs> what they know? <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds. Probably can't, can't they? Uh, they don't... Uh, oh, yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. Okay. Um, also, so actually, uh, maybe... Uh, it's not that much of a disadvantage to have lights around because they're going to see us anyway. Well, I've got stone skin as well, so uh, that yeah. actually helps me to blend in the, into the environment. Okay. So I'm definitely good for scouting ahead and yep. then letting you guys know if there's anything bad about to happen. Okay. So would you like to make that uh, perception check? Uh, roll to seven, though I think have advantage for perception. So we roll that. Fifteen plus... Uh, 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 uh. Uh, that's it. Fifteen. Okay. Um, so you scout the head a little while, you're kind of glad to get away from the light of the torch, mm. and you find that this natural cave formation starts to feel less natural the further you get from the surface. Uh, clearly, uh, work has been done to chip away at the walls, smooth them out into passageways, a kind of branching uh, labyrinth of a cave system that leads deeper into the mountain. After a distance, however, you notice... Uh, patterns to the carvings on the walls and then a little further beyond that not far from the entrance maybe 50 feet deep some of those patterns have been daubed in with a kind of luminous milky paint Mm. that uh that shines in the darkness but you don't see any sign of life necessarily Dragon brain juice. Yeah, is there any way for me to tell whether it's the same stuff as was in the lab? Um, I don't necessarily want to touch it. <laughs> just drink some and find out. Let's do an intelligence check. Yeah. Uh, that's annoying. Do I have any you... intelligence? Plus two, so he's going to be 11. Um, you, you have a decent idea that it probably is, but you have no way of telling for sure. Yeah. Beyond your skill set. I'm not going to lick it or anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well alone. Uh, yeah, I'm going to carry on into the cave system. 
Uh, I think we can assume if you don't come back that you're fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? But there were flaws in that strategy. But... <laughs> we'll hear something if they kill you. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll press on. Okay. As you progress, the uh, those daubings on the walls get more ornate. Um, I'm going to ask you to take a survival check with advantage to navigate this strange place. Sure. Is it kind 20. of... <laughs> Probably 20s a session. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Is it sort of like a labyrinth? Like It's not... So I'll say, you get a sense that this hasn't been constructed as a maze, mm. but the logic of its construction, the layout, the purpose of it is not... Um, it would, it'd be confusing to an outsider. It's not been, It's not like when I say it's not a labyrinth, I mean it hasn't been designed yeah. as a maze. I'm wondering... Um, uh, I'd like to be close enough that I don't lose where Lazam has gone. So you've lost sight of him. You've long okay. since lost sight of him. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, however, Lazam, now that you're back underground, this is, this, you might as well be home. This is goblin, this is a goblin settlement. You are stalking through an, an empty underground town, really. Um, and those, at this point, those daubed markings are everywhere. Have you got any sense that they're leading somewhere or is. Take an investigation check. Five. So there, you realise looking at it that it's not writing. You'd know if it was in goblin <coughs> tongue. It's art. Mm-hmm. And you've not really ever had given much truck to goblin art. No, I'm used to them just sort of like putting a skull on a stick. Yeah, it's all, it's all goblin nonsense to you. Mm. I don't want to get left too far behind, so... Um... Given that I I know I have lost track of Lazam, uh, I want to get his attention. Uh, can I throw a stone to do that? Like throw a stone in the direction you I can lost one. Absolutely, throw a stone and hope he hears it. Lazam, you hear the sound of a stone back from the entrance. <laughs> uh, I panic a little and <laughs> look around for goblins. <laughs> <laughs> um, but presumably, I really I recognise the stone because I've seen you throwing those stones before. So. Well, you wouldn't see the stone itself. You just hear the you sound. Hear of it, like, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm on alert then. <laughs> okay. But it's coming from behind you. Behind. You'd know it was coming from the direction you came from. Okay. I think it's, it's, it's time to report back. So I'm going to make my way back through the system. Okay. Because of that 20, I'm not going to make you do a check the other way. Yeah. Like you kind of get a sense for it. Okay. So a few minutes after you throw that stone, Lazam emerges out of the darkness. Basically, I want to follow along close enough that we don't lose you. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. Perhaps. I'm unhappy about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the three of you press on back the way Lazam came. Hmm. Can I collect some of the the milky gloop? You haven't seen it yet, but yes, you can. Okay. Because I was about to get you. So oh, you, you, you press into the cave. Uh, Lazam, you guide them back the way you came. At this point, I would like a wisdom saving throw from both of you. Mm. I'm delighted about this because I have an, like a crazy advantage on wisdom saving throws. <laughs> it's one of my proficiencies, so I get plus five. Eleven plus two. Nine plus five, so fourteen. So you both passed. It's oh. it's creepy, and you're not happy about this at all, tricks, But mm. you mm. you are too proud in your own way to to let the others see you uh, lose it at the sight of simply an enclosed environment you'd love to get out of here a bit faster but neither of you are uh truly uh you're both able to hold it together basically uh, as you press into the cave uh Lizam, you show them these strange daubed paintings 
mm. across almost every surface as you enter this part of the cave. In fact, the, the the luminosity of them is faint, but there's so much of it that you almost don't need your torch. You probably keep it, but like you can almost see it off down corridors simply by the pale luminescence of these daubings. So what do you reckon, folks? Old ancient dragon brain blood stuff. <laughs> is it still gloopy? Um, so you're going to reach out and touch it? Yeah. Um, so the, the there's this faint stuff on the walls that mm. is dry. And a sort of a sort of dry, or like dry enough that you wouldn't necessarily get a sense of it by sort of scratching at it. But there is, uh, in patches as you progress through the cave, brighter markings uh, that seem fresher, and there's a, a, a faint residue comes off on your talon. Hmm. I because Bundra mentioned that they use it and it, it has been a protective thing that they've put on themselves so do you know what I'm just going to daub myself with oh my this God. stuff <laughs> okay is um, that not wise you've done it now you've partially <laughs> daubed in it. what do you do with it where do you I've, daub it no so I've tried to like be sensible because I don't want to glow in the dark but I've preened it into the undersides of my wings. Both of them? Yeah. Okay. So now Why you can, not? like, flash and yeah. <laughs> a sudden display. Um, okay, you feel, like, tingling in your feathers. It feels a little bit strange. Um, but uh, you don't necessarily feel any ill effects. You are faintly glowing from underneath. You're not underlit. <laughs> You're tricked out. Sports car, yeah. um, Jump up and down a few times. Why not just splash yourself in cockatrice blood while you're at it? <laughs> Take all the weird fluids. Um, okay. Uh, you progress, I presume, deeper into the cave. What's your goal? You're the guide here, Lazam. What's your. Um, so I want to, I mean, if we're all together, I think they're probably going to see us, but I'm going to use my instincts to try and get as much of an early warning as possible as we strike forward okay. together. Um, I'm going to ask you to get, give me a perception roll, like as you progress. That's a one. <laughs> but I believe I have uh, that as an advantage. So okay. yeah, I do. Uh, 17, that's more like it. Okay. Yeah. You feel like you, you can hear the, the echoes and the sounds and the faint natural sounds of this cavern. Let them enter your bones as this is your kind of domain, you're able to um, sort of keep all your senses alert for whatever comes next. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, Ralph, could you do a uh, investigation check for me? Mm-hmm. Let's see if something occurs to you. Plus one in this. 14 plus one. 15. Mm-hmm. So as you progress deeper into the cave, uh, by the light of the torch, you look at these sort of daubed images and you get a sense for them. Uh, you have a skill for esoteric knowledge and you get a sense for which daubings represent uh, people or the people of this cavern and ultimately goblins. And you can see unfolding around you um, prideful images, images of a kind of underground uh, empire with a repeating motif that appears to be a kind of great uh, winged creature um, and repeating motifs of uh, goblins, presumably with one goblin bigger than the others. Uh, Marsh. <laughs> I whisper. <laughs> you progress deeper into the cavern. The winged thing um, 
Is it like a big winged thing? Mm. Mm. Possibly dragonish? Mm. Okay. So one assumes perhaps the body of the thing is down here somewhere. That's the source. Mm. And that Marsh, the goblin Marsh, may indeed be down here too. Yep. So I guess we should press on, especially because you two probably want to be outside. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd stay here forever. To be honest, I'm perfectly happy. I passed my wisdom throw. I'm, I'm keeping it together. <laughs> okay, press on. But yeah, we should press on. Uh, you move through the cave and eventually, uh, and indeed the town, the goblin town, and eventually uh, you start to feel uh, the air grow colder uh, and the freshness of only the deepest parts of the world. And uh, you press deeper into the coldest part of the cave and there's just a sort of... Uh, an uncomfortable feeling sets in that ineffable sense that something's not quite right that you're being watched mm. do we all get that or is it just Lausanne um, probably all of you have something I you two are uncomfortable anyway but mm. maybe it's, yeah. I can I put my water skin of poison under my under my like arm so this is ready <laughs> i can see completely where you're going obviously with this. okay yes you can do that like i want to be ready i don't want to mess this up no of course not no, that makes complete sense and i can see where you're going <laughs> and great okay um so you press deeper into the cave as you do uh you find that the uh the the, the buildings if you can call them that the kind of the carving uh, becomes more elaborate uh, and you're clearly entering whatever the equivalent is of the the sort of if this if if a goblin village could have a royal quarter uh this would be it the the buildings are much bigger the the those daubed paintings more ornate the uh there's uh scattered kind of bones and totems the kind of goblin art you're used to skulls on sticks scattered about um, and you can see that the cave system itself is beginning to open up and grow larger as you approach a central chamber any sign of life oh no there's <laughs> dm rolling a dice <laughs> no you don't really sense a in fact it's sort of it is sort of eerily quiet press on i guess yep I'm going to ask for perception checks from everybody. Two. Non-valid result. 18. Is that inclusive of bonuses? Uh, Yes. Okay. It's wisdom. It's wisdom. Yep, that's 18. So um, the two Aarakocra see absolutely nothing at all. This is just more cave. It's basically just more awful for you. (laughs) It's just like, this is awful. That's awful. This is all awful. Um, however, Lizam, you don't see whatever it is that's giving you this feeling. However, you realize that this ornate goblin art has sort of distracted you from another quality of this environment that you hadn't yet clocked. Indeed, it's gotten more intense the deeper you've pushed into the cave, which is that up towards the ceiling, as the, the curving carved walls reach the roof, that, uh, that gloopy, uh, paintwork gives way to webbing. Hmm. 
I just don't want to alarm you. <laughs> but there's quite a lot of webbing above us. And if I know anything about the Underdark, where I'm from, there's a, a good chance of spiders. How, Strong chance of spiders. How far above is it? Um, maybe, so here you're in this sort of the, the largest part of this goblin town. So the ceiling is maybe 10, 15 feet in places above you. I Can I throw my torch up there? Yeah. Try and set fire to whatever it is. Just give me a dex roll. And I'd... Wait, I don't want... Do I want to set fire to the room that you we're You've said it now. <laughs> you don't have to do it if you decide halfway through it, but... 13. Plus dex. Uh, three. So yeah, you um, hearing this, uh, Eritrix decides to act immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and just overhand lobs her torch up into the ceiling. Without saying a word. Yeah. <laughs> the microphone <spiders. laughs> <laughs> Um Not keen. <laughs> The web catches light, and as it does, uh, you see just a pair of eyes, like illuminated by the sudden burst of flame, and then shrink into the darkness. You are now in the darkness, however, mm. as the I torch clatters to the does. ground and gutters out. But I can see. Only you can see, Lazam. Uh, do I see the creature there? Do I see what it is, where it is? It's scuttered off around okay. the corner. Did, did uh, I get an impression of what it was? Was it? It didn't look like a spider. No. Oh. I think I will light a torch if we don't have one. <laughs> uh, give me a survival check because you're lighting a torch in the dark. Okay. It's <laughs> uh, a so one plus three. <laughs> you break your torch in half by accident. <laughs> well, I have 12 torches left, so I'm going to try again. <laughs> <laughs> three! <laughs> uh, you managed to shave a lot of the wood off a torch, but you haven't actually lit it. <laughs> Let's just keep going <laughs> Um, okay, tell you what. All right, do this. Give me a... Uh, whoever's going to keep... Is, are either going to keep trying? Yeah, I'll keep trying. <laughs> all right. All right, give me a... Um, just give me a... What's survival on? Is it wisdom? Yeah. Okay, just give me one roll. One! <laughs> <laughs> you break another torch. <laughs> you hear the sound of snapping wood. Okay, you... fine. I'll go. <laughs> okay. Look, I've never lit a torch before. 13! Okay. Plus... What is it? Wisdom? Yeah. Two. Okay, 15. fifteen. Okay, so you do get a torch <coughs> lit on that go. Make sure you've crossed off the requisite number of torches you've yeah. just busted. Each of you. <laughs> I have ten. Now. Um, however, you've you've dallied a little bit in the dark getting this done. Oh, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I now realise the quality of company I've brought down <laughs> to the cave system. And only now do I fear for my safety. <laughs> Could I light one of his failed torches with mine, just so, like, it's not all lost? Uh, sure, you now both have torches. Yay! It's now really hard to use your dark vision, so yeah. you just go and light the torch. It's mine, like, half the length, because I snapped it. When I was... No, because you have a little stack of them, right? So you've just broken two of them. <laughs> oh, I see you, sorry. Do you? Um, I said, could I light one of his, yeah, yeah, I've like, got eight ones left. that he could Okay, yeah, light. one of the remaining ones is now lit. Uh, and you <laughs> proceed... stumpy thing. <laughs> <laughs> you proceed into the darkness. Lazam? Um, so, I can't really use my dark vision to see anything because the birds need the light, <laughs> apparently. Well, do you, you want go on ahead. to snuff something out? No, I think you should probably keep the torches on. <laughs> after the... <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say just put it out after all that rigmarole. <laughs> what if you want to light one again? We'll be here for hours. Um, so, I think... I want to keep the party together. 
And I think it's probably better that you two can see rather than me just be able to see uh, so that you can react to stuff. But I will, again, be applying my uh, looking around for that creature and any cubby holes or, you know, openings in the walls that might let him attack or watch us. Okay. Is it... Can you use your goblin tracking to get a sense of whether that is the thing we're looking for or whether... Good question, yeah. To give what me, extent do give me an investigation check. Okay. Uh, With advantage because it's your chosen enemy. It's true. I've rolled a seven again. Two sevens. Two sevens. Um, <clears throat> so, do you have, what, what do you add to an investigation check? Is it wisdom? It's wisdom, which is probably zero for me. Okay. So it's just a straight seven. Uh, you are unable to tell. Mm. However, the creature that you did see was climbing, and you don't know of too many goblins that really do a lot of that. Not in that way. Yep. Can't help you, I'm afraid. Might be the thing we're looking for. Might be something else. Mm. Weird that a, a goblin would live in the ceiling and be crawling around. And it's weird that, also, bear in mind the webbing. So, who knows? Yeah. I mean, is that still on fire? Um, it sort of, it burnt out a section of web and oh, then gutted okay. out, you know. There's not a lot of fuel up there. Mm-hmm. Also, how gravity works. Did the torch fall back down? <laughs> it did and just gutted off into the darkness. Okay. You can't go fishing for it, like. We can. You can try. <laughs> no, so, okay. So, so it says that um, there is a direction that leads, obviously, deeper into this system. Or you had it before the confusion, um, and I'd say that like, it just takes you a few moments to kind of get your bearings again. Mm. But there is a sense that the the cavern continues to open out as you press deeper into this underground place. Yeah. Well, let's press on then. Let's press deeper, and I'll keep keep my eyes open as much as possible. Okay. Um, as you progress. Um, you walk for another couple of minutes uh, into the darkness. Uh, well, for you, it's, it's you know, the, the torches are lit, but the sort of darkness now extends in front of you because your dark vision has been kind of overruled. Um, but then you hear Lazam, uh, like a sort of, like not necessarily like footprints, but a kind of like clattering kind of uh, shuffling sound in the darkness somewhere down a passageway to your left. Did, did you guys hear that? Sounds like no. there's motion. To the, well, you you may have done. <laughs> got some motion. I may have done. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some motion to the left. I think our best chance of finding out what the hell's going on here is either to capture one or kill it and look for clues. Okay. I think we should track it. Uh, okay, yeah. give me a, a nature check. It's a five. Don't think it's. Don't think that's trained. Oh, it is trained. Got an advantage. You roll. That's eleven. Uh, plus it's 14 total you enter the passageway where this noise came from and the there is sort of like a disturbance in the did you just try and eat a d20 no I was playing with it with my teeth and then it went in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) in which Pip eats a d20 and becomes Dungeons and Dragons Um, can you cut this bit out no (laughs) You press into the passageway and you find the trail of this thing, whatever it is. It's sort of um, sl- slithery, kind of slidey passage takes it away from here. So deeper is, into the. Are these conventional goblin tracks? They're not know. goblin tracks. They're not goblin tracks, okay. It's not goblin, guys. I'm a bit freaked out. <laughs> oh, do you know what it is? It's too hard for me to tell. I've fought a lot of strange things in the Underdark, and there are lots of undiscovered horrors in the deeps of this world. But keep your wits about you. So this passageway leads you kind of deeper into the kind of twisting cavern town. 
It's can a weight. Sorry, uh, can I start laying my rope behind me? I have a fifty foot rope. You can start now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'd like to think of it. But we could. It yes, might you can help. absolutely start doing that. But fifty feet is sort of like. It's not that far, is it? Mm. <laughs> if we go around a corner, we'll know that one corner. <laughs> it's about eight seconds worth of travel, right? Uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Well, don't you have 5,000 ball bearings or something? <laughs> yeah, a couple of I've them. got 900 ball bearings, <laughs> and I was considering laying them down, but then I thought the capacity for that to go wrong. Um, <laughs> As we're trying to run away, we're just slipping over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really yeah. glad we identified the flaw in that plan before <laughs> we actually did it. See, I'm learning. Um, it's fine. Prestidigitation can, in theory, like, it, whatever I do with it lasts an hour, so I could be leaving, like, little lights or something. Okay. Mm. But you'll only start doing that now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. So you leave it, like, a glowing yeah, sign behind like little... <laughs> Bear in mind that, you know, this will let people track us. True, but only, like, if they're coming from behind us, then yes. Mm. But that's hopefully unlikely. And we are in a goblin city. <laughs> I'll be like a suspiciously abandoned one. Well, look, how confident are you that you can find your way out from how... I'm quite running? confident that I'll be able okay. to get you back. I'm happy to not do this if you do. <laughs> or, actually, I wonder if there's a way I can do it so that only we can detect it. Hmm. Like, I can make just a colour. I can just chain, like, you know, not actually have it illuminated, just leave it like a green mark or something, and then when we go back with torches, we'll be able to see it. Yeah, that sounds like a better idea. Okay, is that the plan? I'm going to leave a subtle green mark. <laughs> <laughs> you leave a su- subtle green mark on one corner of this, in this dank cave. Uh, what would you like to do next? The, this sort of trail kind of vanishes off into the darkness. It's not the direction that the cave kind of opens out in. Mm. So in the other directions, um, where, are there like buildings or things to explore? Like the goblin equivalent. Right. So like, like kind spaces, of, the, really. yeah, it's like spaces in it. And that's the direction that this seems to, things seem to be getting more kind of like elaborate. Elaborate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elaborate is probably the word. Lavish is not the word. <laughs> Interesting. What do you think guys? Like we could spend a long time tracking this one creature down and we don't know, even know what it is. Uh, and we might do better to explore the. Yeah. So this thing is not a goblin. Like, no. Conclusively not. So. Maybe we don't want that because the thing we're looking for definitively is a goblin, right? Well, it's called the Goblin Common Marsh. <laughs> Whatever that means, you could say. Well, who knows what the goblins become if they cover themselves in, you know, ancient dragon brain juice. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that could do crazy things to any sentient being. <laughs> Feeling all right over there, Eretrix? Everything? Can you give me a constitution saving throw, Eretrix? <laughs> Okay, noted. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, so yes, what should we do? Uh, I think we should press into the city personally. Yeah? yeah, let's go Goblin Woods. Okay, you press on, and sort of abruptly, those buildings uh, begin to thin out again, and you enter what could only be described as a kind of processional hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more skulls on sticks, and more intense art. That um, that that prime goblin in the art grows larger and larger and mm. more centrally the figure of each piece of art in every case shadowed by the wings of this great creature um and then as quickly as it opened out the passageway starts to narrow again and you approach uh a, a kind of an opening that's been that all of these all of this drawing all of this it's like an aperture in the cavern 
everything closes in around this one point. That endless daubing reaches further than the other parts of the town, but even it doesn't quite fully reach this uh, sort of oval gap in the rock. It gives the impression of a breach. Hmm. Who wants to stick their head through that? <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to poke it? Uh, I only know one person who'd do that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I, I have a crowbar I could stick in it mm-hmm. and just see whether it's... it's a, so it's an, it's an opening in the... It's an opening probably um, about well, three foot around. Okay, mm. well, if you guys back up a little bit, I can look through and see if I can see anything with my dark vision. Okay. I'm trying to be stealthy about it. Okay. No so uh, give me a little one, little stealth check there. Uh, get, with advantage because you're in Rocky's Rain. It comes the stealth check. So that's six. With advantage. Uh, the six sticks, so it's going to be nine. Um, you, um, you stick your head and then you're, you know, you're almost have to go down. You know, it's three foot wide, the hole, so you, don't, you can sort of s- step through. You just have to duck a bit. Yeah. You step through, you realize that you're stepping through into a much, much larger cavern mm. beyond. And... But as you step, you uh, slip on a rock and a little bit of, uh, you don't fall, but like some sort of some loose stones mm. kind of tumble down into the chamber beyond. So if, you know, if you were to alert your presence, you've probably done it. Um, you hear a sort of, not a, not a, not a, like a clamor, but you hear sort of splashing. Hmm. So, so what do I see? So, this is a large space. We're talking a, a cave that even by itself is possibly hundreds of feet in diameter. It's a vast space. It reaches back to shadows beyond. You have good dark vision, but even your dark vision is not fully sufficient to kind of map every corner. Hmm. Um, however, um, the there's trails of that glowing liquid kind of trailing around the floor. Some of it looks like it's been stepped in. Some of it looks like it's pooling hmm. in places. And then it occurs to you to kind of like follow that sign up. And you see that some of the rocks are not rocks. Some of the, uh, the floor and the stalactites and the stalagmites are not those things that this cavern houses the vast remnants of what appears to be colossal jaw that the cave obviously extends beyond it it's not all jaw but it's a lot jaw <laughs> uh so i'm gonna withdraw my head from the hole <laughs> and go back to my companions and say guys i think we found the giant alien space dragon head <laughs> it's in there through the hole sweet did we have a plan <laughs> <laughs> We, we want to find the, the uh, we want to find Marsh, okay. and then we want to ask him some questions about right. <laughs> how to possibly fix the smart. And also, like this thing is the source of the the power for the mm. um, recombobulator. Mm. <laughs> His real name I can't remember. Uh, and the Bunva something disruptor. Disruptor. Bunva think. thinks there is something wrong with it. Or there's something wrong with the source. Okay. So if something has changed about this skull, or there's something obviously wrong with it, we want to fix that. Yeah, because it didn't seem to be just a time limit thing where after a certain number of months you turn back to ash, it seems to be happening all of a sudden, doesn't it? Yeah, in order but compressed. Yeah, which seems 
to suggest that something's gone wrong with this big head in there. <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to come with me to explore a giant jawbone? I'll come with. Okay, great. <laughs> Eratrix. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, shall we go in? I, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, how long have we been underground, actually? Hmm. About, you've been underground at this point for about half an hour. Okay, cool. Um, So we're still doing okay. Um, yeah, for now. Yeah. In that case, so, yeah, are we through into the goblin room, into the, the so big you're spell about room? To be. Okay. Is that what you're doing then? Well, I don't want to stay yeah, I'm on coming my in. own. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you uh, you step through this gap. You have to tuck your wings in and crouch to kind of make it through those of you who are Aarakocra. Mm. And you step into the shadow of this vast skull. Illuminated from beneath by pools of liquid that kind of run down the teeth um, to points that kind of stem from a point of, in the ceiling um, and drip. But it's a thin, the thin flow. It's not gushing. It's sort of, it looks like the accretion of years rather than, it's not rushing out. It's not a, you know, a fountain. Mm. Um, this slow draining uh, in beneath it in the point of the floor closest to the roof of the mouth, if that makes sense, and the roof of the skull, is a pool of this stuff. Uh, you do not see anybody. But you may take perception checks. <coughs> I'll have a crown. Seventeen. I was 13. 18. Your eyes kind of pan up to the ceiling and then down across this pool, beyond the pool. You can see what appear to be glowing footprints uh, stretching away from the pool to one of these lower jaw teeth that juts out of the ground. Your eye follows the footprints and then the tooth and looks up to suddenly spy, looking back at you, a little green face with awful little eyes and a pointy little nose. <laughs> and it just looks at you and grimaces and goes, shit. <laughs> Your eyes look awful. Hi. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say to Lazam, is that a goblin? Is it a goblin? <laughs> it's a fucking goblin. It's a goblin. It's a goblin, guys. I've uh, got this. Hello. Ah. Can we chat? No. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna speak in goblin tongue and try to persuade him that we come in peace to solve a problem with our people. Roll a perse- uh, persuasion check for me. Is he speaking goblin to us? He was speaking English or common. A common. Yeah. So I thought we might get him on side. Of... Um. So what was that checking against? Sorry. Uh, your uh, what is persuasion? It's charisma, right? Uh, just checking if I've got it trained or not. I don't think... I, I do not. Uh, so I've rolled... Uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically insulting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Peace off! <laughs> uh, can I try persuasion? In goblin. He said that in goblin. <laughs> I try persuasion in common. Mm-hmm. I don't speak goblin, but... Um, 
uh, what am I saying? I guess I want to say uh, take us to Marsh or something. Okay. Um, 13 plus 2. He sort of, he steps out from behind his tooth uh, to reveal a, a goblin, uh, a scrawny thing, three foot tall-ish, two and a half, three feet tall, uh, long arms, a uh, little pot belly, uh, scraggly hair, loin cloth, adorbed in this uh, white glowing liquid on its its legs. Um, it's sort of uh, stained with it, like it's been paddling, which you probably imply from the from the uh, footprints. But on its upper body, they form kind of swirling patterns. And I spread my wings. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Persuasion was about to work. <laughs> Fuck it up for me. Sorry. I thought we persuaded. Maybe. And oh, in that case. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Flashed. <laughs> the goblin. <laughs> and the goblin says, I am Marsh. <laughs> oh, it's cool. We found him. Well, good. <laughs> we found Marsh. He's down here all this time. I was going to say, it did sound like him from the description. <laughs> Marsh indeed. What other revelations await our heroes in the darkness below Greyhome? You'll have to tune in tomorrow to find out. Thanks for listening, and thanks again to Mike Debenham and the Mandibles for our lovely music. I've been Chris Thurston, and I'll catch you in the finale.